أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاة
in good health thereafter. It's like that animal that goes through a beating, that animal goes through some hardship, it doesn't know what is being done to it. And then the, all, the next thing the animal knows after being tied up, after being lashed, and it's opened and it's set free. The animal doesn't know why it was tied, the animal doesn't know why it was beaten, the animal doesn't know anything, and it just knows that something happened and now it's out of the difficulty. As far as a mu'min is concerned, a mu'min understands that everything comes from Allah and it is good for him. Whether he understands life or he doesn't understand it, whether the situation that overcomes him is something favorable, something that he looks forward to, or something that is against the grain, against his desires, his wishes, but he knows that in the hidden wisdom of Allah, this is good for me. So when a mu'min, he is inflicted with some hardship, difficulty, illness, then it is a cleansing process for him. It's a purifying process for him, where his sins are being cleansed, his stages are being raised, connection with Allah is getting stronger, he's gaining more and more closeness to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then he goes through that hardship and difficulty, then Allah Rabbul Izzah takes him out of it. So from the beginning it was mercy, in the middle it was mercy, and in the end also it will be mercy. This is the difference between a mu'min and a kafir, like that animal doesn't know, that kafir doesn't know, and a mu'min, he understands it. So the secret of life is only in the hands of Allah, the mystery is the secret, what is happening, what is to happen, in which part of the globe, everything is in the hands of Almighty Allah. And each person undergoes two types of tests. One is a test in his individual self, and one is a collective test. Sometimes the collective test could be in his family. Sometimes the collective test could be in the area, in the place, in the country that he lives. So on a national level, there's some hardship people are facing. And sometimes the difficulty could be an international level, that the whole ummah is going to hardship and difficulty. So a mu'min is one body, his individual self, and the entire ummah put together, they're also one body. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned, al-mu'minuna ka jasadin wahidin. All the believers are just like one person. In ishtaka aynuhu, ishtaka kulluhu, wa in ishtaka ra'suhu, ishtaka kulluhu. That one person, when his eye aches, the entire body feels the pain. He feels restless, he can't continue easily, smoothly. People tell him, let's take a walk. He said, I'm not feeling well. Why don't join us for this dinner? I think I need to rest. Why? I got an eye ache. I got a headache. I got this problem. But the entire body seems to be functioning normal. It's just one part of the body. So when one segment of this ummah is in hardship and difficulty, the pain is felt in the entire ummah. But a believer is not like a disbeliever. لا a believer never loses hope of the mercy of Allah. He knows, he knows. Allah is in control. Allah says, Allah lahul khalqu wal amr. Behold, listen attentively. The entire creation is in the is in the control of Allah. Allah lahul khalq. The entire creation, whether it's the believers, whether it's disbelievers, whether the animal kingdom, jinnah kingdom, the malaik, everything. Allah lahul khalq wal amr. The control of Allah. Wal amr. And all the affairs, whether affairs relating to our deen, whether affairs relating to our dunya, everything Allah says, it's in my divine control and my power. So a moment for a split second can never lose sight of Allah, that Allah is governing my life, Allah is governing this entire ummah. Allah knows what's happening and in His hidden plan, He's going to decide and inshallah He will decide in the favor of the believers. But at which point will the decision come? That is in Allah's hand. Now this is part of the imaniyat, this is part of the basic tenets of faith, that a believer has his reliance and trust on Allah and on Allah alone. Not his business, not business acumen, not on his physical strength, not on anything, it's only Allah. And a believer is going to be tested. Now when the test comes, a person, how, how he responds to that this test will determine his success or failure. Now you see, those who are tested the most, sometimes you know, if a person is tested 
and says, hey, but why me? Does Allah not like me? I'm doing everything right, but why is the test coming? Oh, this is not the response of a mu'min. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam mentioned, Nabi Ali Salatu Salam mentioned, Ashaddun nasi bala'an al-anbiya. And those who will be tested the most will be the anbiya. Tummal amsal fal amsal. Then those who will be closest to anbiya in rank, in position, Allah will test them also. So the closer you are, to Allah, the more test you will face. And Allah will give you that himmat to pass the test. Out of his infinite... You won't be able to pass it. Allah of his infinite grace and mercy will give you that courage. He'll give you that imani strength. And you'll pass the test. Sahaba, Rasulullah Sahib, on one occasion explained to, explained to the Sahaba, that when the time of Dajjal will come, he'll have wealth. He'll have everything. Those who will obey him, he will grant all of them ease, comfort, wealth, luxury. Those who will disobey Dajjal, they will be going through hardship, difficulty, constraint, starvation, poverty, famine. So Sahaba say, oh Nabi of Allah, not having food just for one, two days. We know what it is. It's very difficult. During those trying times, how will the ummah pass? How will they pass those tests? Nabi Sallallahu says, Allah Pak will make it just kalima tayyibah, la ilaha illallah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. This will be their food. And Allah will grant them courage to stand up to all the, fa- all the tests and to face the jal and to pass it. But what, what, is, what is the solution? The solution to the mysteries of life, the secrets of life is obedience and submission. Obedience and submission. From without and from within. Verbally, physically, inwardly in our hearts. He said, this test has come over me. Oh Allah, I'm happy with you. Allah Makurtubi Rahimullah mentions very, very beautifully. You know, if one has, one has to study the incident of Hazrat Yusuf salam from the beginning till the end, Allahu Akbar is unique. And Allah mentions many, many incidents in the Quran and Majid, many stories. But when it comes to the incident of Yusuf salam, Allah Pak mentions Ahsan al-Qasas. And we are about to narrate to you one of our best stories. One of the best stories. And other incidents are not mentioned from the beginning till the end in Suleiman of, of Yusuf Ali Salam. Allah Pak mentioned from the beginning till the end. I'm saying, you know, why is very, very interesting? Because the love story. You know, that the Zulaykha was after Hazrat Yusuf Ali Salam. Something. Maybe that's why it's very, very interesting. Allah mentioned it's the best of stories. No, that's not the only reason. Is there are many, many lessons for insan to take lessons of life. That a person will be put through different, different challenges, tests, trials. Sometimes with his own family, sometimes with his own people, sometimes he will be languishing in prison. The Nabi of the time, what wrong did he do? It's got nothing to do with what wrong and what right. He said, we are Allah's servants and he will test us to see how true we are in the claim of love, in the claim of friendship. And if we turn to him, Allah will be there. Allah will take us out. Allah will grant us and bless us. And that test will be a means of our gaining his proximity and the highest level of success. This thing, Hazrat Yusuf Ali Salam, a young child, his brother's hostility, enmity towards him. They throw him in the, the depths of the well. The wayfarers, the travelers pass by, they pick him up, they take him to Egypt. His brothers see him, they say, no, he's our slave. Purchase him from us. A meager price. They didn't know his true value. His value in the sight of Allah. When he comes to Egypt, he's being sold in the markets of Egypt. And the Aziz of Misri pays the price of the weight of Hazrat Yusuf salam in gold, in silver, in ajib, in silk. All that. There's people bidding for him. And, he, and the highest bid, he purchased Hazrat Yusuf salam. And he brings him to his home and he tells his wife, the mistress of Yusuf alayhi salam, uh, he was under her. And we don't have children, perhaps we'll take him as our, as our son. And then she falls in love with him, looking at his beauty, looking at the qualities he has, looking at the excellence Allah granted him. And then she comes forward in the absence of her husband, now being under her in the palace, at her mercy, in what trying situation he was, healthy. She addresses him, she, she prepares herself, adorns, beautifies herself. And she was a woman of exceptional beauty also. And she says that, uh, Allah says, وَرَاوَتَتْ كُلَّتِي هُوَ فِي بَيْتِهَا النَّفْسِ That the one who's in whose home Yusuf Ali salam was residing, she tries to seduce him. And she calls him towards herself with evil intention. وَقَالَتْ هَيْتَلَتْ Yes, yes, come to me. They tell him, yes, come to me. Yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to you. you know, it was only him and her. 
I'm speaking about you, you come to me. And then she has an idol, she covers that idol. Because now she's going to commit that sin, or she intends to commit that sin, she didn't want her God to see. Brother Yusuf Islam said that, why are you covered? She said that, no, it's my God. Allah is the true God. He's seeing every, every moment. Don't you fear him? Then he says that, your, your, your husband is my master. He doesn't behove me to go against my master in committing a sin of this type. Allah is my true master, I cannot go against him. And your husband also, I'm his slave, I cannot go against him. Look at the test that Yusuf Islam is being put through. And see, when she was overcome by love. Love is blind. You can't reason. You can't think. So she tells him that uh, how beautiful are your hair. Yeah. He says that in the grave all this will turn to dust. Look at your eyes. You know in the grave this will because the worms will be fodder for the worms. Look at your beautiful complexion in your skin. He says when a person dies all this will be nothing. In other words think about more. Think about death. And uh, the more she tries to seduce him and pulling towards her the more he's trying to save himself and talk sense in her. Create realization of akhirat. Realization of Allah. And there she, she darts towards him. She says, no, I just want you. And he turns around. The only thing he could do is run towards the door. She fastens the locks on all the doors. Some ahle mentioned that there were seven locks on seven doors. As he goes to showing us that we would try our level best to do what is in our ability. So he went towards the locked door. Allah caused the lock to open. Then the second door, lock open. Until after seven doors, when she, when she reaches her husband, she finds her husband standing there at the door. So she tells the husband that, uh, what you think about that slave who tries to commit sin with your wife? She was trying to put him in the soup. She wants to put him in the problem. And now she turns the whole in store story again. Look at him, he's trying to commit. I think the jail is the best place for such a slave. So he tells that, no, I was not the one trying to seduce her. I was not the one trying to invite her towards her. She invited me. Allah Rabbul Izzat made it that there was a small infant child in the cradle. Allah made that child come to the rescue of Yusuf salam. The child spoke, spoke from the cradle. Child, few months, cannot speak. Allah Pak made it against the norm. A miracle of Hazrat Yusuf salam. And he mentioned that if his shirt is torn from the front, then it's a sign that he tried to seduce her. And in trying to pull herself away, she saw his shirt. But if his shirt is torn from behind, it means that now he tried to escape and she was the one trying to pull him in the sun. When they examined the shirt, they found that it was torn from the back. The husband realized that his wife was guilty. He said that, no, you are at fault. Oh, Yusuf, bury the story. Don't inform anybody about it. The Aziz, the minister of finance of Egypt, everybody now is going to come to know about this. His reputation and respect is at stake. Test upon test. And then we find that Zuleikha... The story became viral. Everybody started speaking about it. Her slave boy, she's a young, beautiful woman like a princess and she's getting carried away with a slave. So to show her friends how beautiful he, he was, she called up for a dawud. And she called Yusuf alayhi salam in the midst of the dawud. He did not know what he's being called for. And as he comes out to show her friends, if you if you are blaming me, then you must know for whom, you, for whom you're blaming me. And all her young friends had seen Yusuf alayhi salam, the beauty, the splendor, the qualities and they also had fallen in love and she told them at that moment that you may cut the fruit instead of cutting the fruit they cut part of their hands they were so overcome by the beauty of Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu salam at that moment and then they also told him that I think it's best for you to submit to your mistress if she wants you to commit sin with her that you should please her that was the time Yusuf alayhi salam made dua Allah the prison is better for me this Nabi goes in the prison Nabi is in the prison and so many years in the prison yes. then the time came and Allah Park shows the king of the time a dream and he needed the interpretation of the dream. And the man who had the knowledge of it was Yusuf Ali Salam. It's a long incident. We're just cutting, cutting it short. And then one of his workers, 40 years, mentioned, I was in the prison. I had also seen a dream and he interpreted it. He's a master in this science. The king calls to him. Yusuf Ali Salam said, no, till this affair and this matter is not resolved. 
that why I was put in prison. I'm languishing in prison unjustly. And this is, she tried to commit incest and it haram with me, not me, with her. Till this affair is not resolved, till the court case doesn't take place, I'm not prepared to come out. Allah Pak had a very, very grand plan for the Yusuf Islam. He's going to come out of prison, he's going to become the king of Egypt. Of course, he'll be under the king, but the keys of the treasures of Egypt are going to be placed in his hands. So in order for him to be at that position, his track record needs to be completely clear. If he just came out of the prison, they would have had it against his name. Yes, but this is what in Harami intended to do with the Aziz of Mithra, his wife. Napak made it. And then anyway, the king, the court proceedings took place and favor was passed in judgment was passed in favor of the Yusuf Ali Salat. Ali Salatu Salam, Allah Pak brings him now from, from, from where? From the prison now. He's on the seat of leadership. And he's like the king of Egypt. Then his brothers come. And there's famine, drought in the lands and his brothers come. Allah Pak made it such. So the same brother who threw him in the well, here he comes forward. And he is, they don't make him out, they don't recognize him, but he recognizes them. Now through, throughout this period, there was like about 40 years that had passed. Yaqub cried over Hazrat Yusuf so much that he lost his sight. He lost his sight. But in that home, he still took care of his kids, of his children, his sons, like a loving father, knowing what they did with his sons. Imagine, Allah is showing us, teaching us, that this is life, the mysteries of life, the secrets of life are only in the hands of Allah. So the next time when you face any trial and difficulty, you should now bathe with patience, with perseverance, like how Yaqub salam and Yusuf salam had won the difficulty. Difficulty upon difficulty. Allahu Akbar. Now, as Yaqub salam throughout his life, he spoke about Yusuf salam to his kids, to his sons. And the sons told him, oh father, Yusuf is history. You are talking about Yusuf. He's born. They didn't know he's going to come back. In the scene, he's going to come back. Allah, but a Nabi has a heart of gold. He'll always overlook and forgive. Allah must grant us that heart also. So at the time when Allah, when he had to reveal his identity, so when it is mentioned in the kitabs of tafsir, whenever Hazrat Jibreel is to come to Hazrat Yaqub A.S., Hazrat Yaqub A.S. used to ask him that, where is my son Yusuf? Is he alive? Because Allah Pakad commanded me to inform you he's alive. Allah didn't permit me to inform you where he is. So this was a trial and a test of Yaqub A.S. like 40 years. Imagine, you know your son, you loved him so much, you know he's around, but you don't know where he is. And Yusuf Ali Salam, different, different child, till he reached that prison, and he came out of the prison, now he's sitting, he's sitting on, on, on the throne, and he knows where his father is, he knows how his father is keeping, he knows everything, but permission is not granted to him also, to reveal his whereabouts to his father. Permission not granted. Allah says, no permission. That was the test of ya- Yaqub Ali Salam. This was the test of Hazrat Yusuf Ali Salam. Till the final moment came, he had to reveal it to his brothers. He told him, do you all remember the time when you dealt with Yusuf salam and his brother in a very ignorant way? You'll remember that time? He, the brothers were shocked. You see, like the king of Egypt speaking to him. So they told him, Antum, are you are Yusuf. He said, yes, I am Yusuf. This is my brother, Bini Amin. Allah had favored Allah had favored. Then Yusuf salam gave the lesson of life, the solution to the problems of humanity till the day of Qiyamah. What is it? The ummah is going to hardship in different parts of the globe. We are asking, you know, when the help of Allah is going to come. The Nabi gave, gave that answer. Innahu mayyattaqi. The one who will lead a life of the fear of Allah, of piety, a life conforming to what Allah wants at every moment. And he perseveres at the time of hardship and difficulty. Innahu mayyattaqi wa yasbir. Allah will never cause the good of the good doers to go to waste. Allah will always, Allah's hidden help will come to the fore. And the Rasulullah saw it, Anbiya saw it, Sahaba saw it. It's left for us to see it also. But Allah's, Allah's promise of His help is subject to our obedience to His commands. Then Allah will send it. Sometimes difficulties come over a person and he cannot understand the mercy. He must just, Allah Qurtubi says from the incidents of Yusuf Islam, the lesson we learn of Yusuf Islam, Yaqub Islam, 
is that we must accept the command of Allah, we must obey Allah, and you will be pleased with the command. When he says, okay, I just have to go to, no, 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 I'm happy, oh Allah, I'm happy with you. You still ask Allah for afiyat, oh Allah, remove this difficulty. That you'll do. One day one sahabi, Nabi Ali Islam heard the sahabi, Oh Allah, I ask you for sabr. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam struck that sahabi from behind on his shoulder. Sa'alta Allah al-bala. You asking Allah ta'ala for trials, tribulations and tests and hardships because saying, telling Allah, oh Allah, I want you to give me sabr. It means difficulties have to come for you to make sabr. So don't ask Allah. Salhul afiyat. Ask Allah for ease. But when difficulties come, then make sabr. Then make sabr. Sometimes the hardship and difficulty will come. At that moment, the person won't know what's the hidden wisdom of Allah in this hardship. Allah has a lot of plans of blessing you. And sometimes history will have to show the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, how it unfolds. History will show. Sometimes you'll come to know the hidden wisdom of Allah in this world. Sometimes you won't know it in this world. You'll see it in the year after. There was one, one incident. We'll, we'll conclude on this. In Bukhari Sharif, this incident is mentioned. There was a certain a, 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 a black girl. And she traveled from one tribe far away from Medina Munawara, And she came to Medina Munawara, And she embraced Islam on the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa She became a believer. She didn't have any family. She didn't have any relatives. She didn't have any, any people who knew her. So the Nabi of Allah had to make some intizam near next to the masjid, a small dwelling was set up for her. And Nabi Sussan had seen to her welfare, her condition, food arrangements. And this young girl, this black girl, she used to always come to the home of Rasulullah to meet her, Aisha radiallahu to take nasihat, to take guidance. So she would always sing some couplets, you know, يوم الوشاح من تعاجيب ربنا من بلدة الكفر أنجاني. She always would sing this couplet. Mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala asked her that, you know, what, what, what is every time you, you come, you sit, why are you speaking to me? Then you, you, you sing this couplet. Yawm al-wishah, the day of the red necklace. Min ta'ajibi rabbina was from among the mysteries of my Lord. The day of the necklace was from the mysteries of my Lord. Min baldatil kufri anjani. Allah Park saved me from the land of kufr and brought me to Medina. Aisha says, you're always singing this. You know, what is this? The background history behind this, the background story behind this, this couplet you're singing. So he says, oh Aisha, let me explain to you. He says, I was, I was a slave girl owned by a certain Arab tribe. And those people, they take, took care of me. But the status of a slave I was given, which has a person in society, no status. A time came where they felt pity and they freed me. To show allegiance to them, I decided to stay with them. They, they freed me, so I would stay with them. So I stayed in the same home. I looked after the kids, the children. I was with them. Until one day, they wanted to leave the home. How you go to a certain place, go and eat, like picnic. So the family decided to go and I joined them as a, as a maid, as a servant to, to do the work. So the place we went to, the young child was wearing a very, very expensive red necklace. And while the child was there, the necklace had fallen down. And there was an eagle that came and the eagle had seen this red necklace. The eagle thought it was a piece of flesh, some food for itself. So the eagle came down, it picked it up and it went away. Now they're looking for that very expensive necklace, they can't find it. So their eyes had fallen on this, this black young girl. Said, no, you must be stolen. it. said, no, I never steal any necklace. They became upset and angry with her. They said, no, we have to, we have to, uh, we have to search you. So they began to search her. They took her clothes out. They said, they even searched me in my private part also. This amount of disgrace they showed me. In my heart of hearts at that moment, I cried to Allah. Wallah, look at this disgrace I'm being subjected to. Wallah, you help me. At that time, she wasn't a believer of Allah. But she turned to the God. Allah was there to see the heart of that broken servant. And there Allah Park made it that in front full view while the people were searching, Allah Park sent that eagle. And then in, in the mouth of that eagle was the necklace. And it brought it there in front of them and he dropped it. Dropped it. She told them, see, you're, you're, you're accusing me of theft. I stole it. 
There is your, 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 your necklace, the red necklace. My Allah has sent it. Oh my God has sent it. It's her heart was broken. This was the cause and the reason for her to leave her land and come to Medina Munora and she embraced Islam at the hands of Rasulullah So this was, outwardly it was a very bitter incident that happened to her. But it became the means of her entering into the fold of Islam. So she looked at it on hindsight and said, it's the grace of Allah on me. I couldn't see it. So she would say, Yawm al-Wishah, on the day of the necklace, min ta'ajibi rabbina, from the secrets and the mysteries of my Lord, Allah used this, min baldatil kufri anjani, to take me out from the land of kufr and bring me to the land of Islam, Madinah Tayyibah. May Allah give me an honor to offer you.